Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network and sponsored by Film Obsessive. This is the Tyreed Film Movie Debate Podcast, hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan. Is this on? I am. It is. I think so. William Henry Johnson III. Uh, I was muted on the last take because someone thought I was typing when we all know it was Lauren that was typing, not me. (laughs) Oh, well... (laughs) <laughs> ladies for this show and the gentlemen who are talking now we're damn glad to have you folks this is all for tantrum's sake where shared passions and high fives wash away any place for hate no matter what we encourage you all to love what you love but for now the gloves are off and the hissy fit is on this week is part of a two show two-part situation where we're going to talk about the oscars and welcoming our we are here to welcome back to the cinephile hissy fit lauren knight and katie glyba hi Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, no, it's wonderful to have you here. We couldn't have an Oscar show without you. And uh, we're going to split it, split it up in this way. We're going to talk about this show today. We're going to talk about kind of the field, the nominations, kind of general feelings with the show and all that. Um, kind of cover the field. And then in our second show that you'll he- listen to next week, we're going to make our kind of uh, will win, should win predictions in the big kind of the big six, big eight categories. Let's see how far we can get. Uh, but we're going to kind of just bounce around categories and feelings in the room. No timers, no bells and just have a good time. Awesome. Let's do Who it. Who wants to start where? I don't all scramble, you know, you know, scramble through your notes. <laughs> well, I guess the easiest place to say, easiest place to say the um, this Oscars already are dominated by um, everything everywhere all at once is the leading nominee getter. Um, I think that's the place we have to kind of start. How many people are happy it's here, not happy it's here, places it should be, places it shouldn't be? How does it land for you? I'm ecstatic that it's here. It's um, one of my top five films of the year. I maybe don't know about some of the supporting nominations, but I definitely think that um, in supporting actor, it's uh, that's the strongest. And Michelle Yeoh, it's going to be like uh, neck to neck with Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that. Yeah, I uh, I'm actually in the minority in that I did not enjoy that film. Uh, I still gave it four out of five stars. Like, don't get me wrong because like objectively it's a beautiful, well-made, like it's a well-made film and like the effects and the makeup and the cost, like it, like by all intents and purposes, it should be a perfect movie. It just is not for me, but I am excited to see it on there because of what that movie represents. Right. Yeah. I think Will's right along with you there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of our friends of the podcast, we haven't had her on the show yet, but she talked about this. Michelle Kisner, she talked about this recently. Uh, This is one of those films. There's usually one of those every year that goes through like a hype machine. And it, it really depends on when you see a film like this. I can imagine that everything everywhere all at once, at least to me, would be like if you saw this when it when it came out, there was really not a lot of buzz for it. And you're like a Michelle Yeoh fan or, a, you know, a Ki-Hu Kwan fan or, you know, you, you like the stories behind it. It, it was exciting. And you, you probably watched it and were like, oh, this is really original, especially with the whole idea of the multiverse being kind of a mainstream thing now. And this is kind of like the independent take on it. So I can mm-hmm. imagine if you see it, but then it goes through that hype. You know, first it got the word of mouth, then it became a big hit. Then people were talking about, oh, this needs to be an Academy Award movie. And then suddenly it is an Academy Award movie. And then everyone's talking about it. I kind of saw it in the middle of that. Like I saw it late in the mm-hmm. theater because it was it had some extra legs. And it, I was kind of like where Lauren is, where I was like, I really enjoyed the stories behind it. Like I love the Michelle Yeoh story because I've been a Michelle Yeoh fan forever. And I... And Kihu Kwan is, is that's just such a beautiful story and Stephanie Sue and I won't get into my Jamie Lee Curtis thing because ever since the Halloween H4O came out, she's been insufferable in the media. But um, <laughs> it just it's it, it just I, it hit me like I was lucky enough to see another film like this. Parasite uh, was one of those ones that went through the same kind of system where it was like it came out of nowhere was this huge thing, got all this press, got all this hype, and then became like this huge, you know, best picture giant, right? And uh, I was lucky enough to see that before that hype began. This one I saw in the middle. So I love the craft of it. I love the stories behind it. I love the performers in it. I don't love the film itself. So it's one of those things where I'm kind of like almost annoyed by it now. It's not, you know, it's, 
because it's it's good. It's just I I can think of many other films this year that I love more. I'll be the guy that circles back to where Katie started. Um, her and I saw it frontline. You know, as soon as it yeah. came out, I know we weren't we weren't ultra frontline. We weren't like South by Southwest, but we're like the week after when it was starting to kind of get those press buzzes, and we, you know, the directors are kind of making the road show to come around to those press screenings and kind of present yep. this film and really kind of show you some stories with it. And that was absolutely the way to an ideal way for a person like myself to see it who uh you know i'm a no trailer guy so and i know how weird they are from movies yep. they've done previous so coming into this as raw as can be but presented to it presented to it with um just caring hands you know um where it's not that i wouldn't have got the movie but i you, you get more of it by hearing like you will said the stories that come with it katie i know you're right there with it oh yes uh i got to ask the daniels questions uh talking to them about James Hong and they always love like any type of question regarding James Hong and like how he was like, well, you know, I can do this and I can fall. They're like, no, 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 don't fall. You're 90 years old. Don't fall. You're great. It's like, you're fine. And I mean, hearing that it's like, I was, I saw it once um, when they weren't there. And then I made sure to go to both screenings when um, the one that was like uh, the, promo screening and then one when they were there for the q a and i love both mm -hmm. of them i in fact i uh called out that it's like i this was like i think in april or yeah it was early on but i called out best picture best actress best directors best screenplay i was hoping for best uh costume and makeup because i just mm -hmm. saw it's like if this is what you know the year is going to bring then freaking bring it because this is what i want and then they uh, ended up yeah. being nominated and it kept that momentum for eight months. And I was like, well, hot damn, this is the way I want movies to go. I don't want all the um, nominations and the awards movies to be coming out in December. I want us to see right. them throughout the year and keep that momentum. Yep. And I feel like everything, everywhere, all at once definitely did that. Well, it's a good story. I'm legitimately, for a, yeah. It's a good I'm, story I'm, for A24 too, because. Oh yeah, they've been kind of under, I don't know, duress of the last three or four Oscar campaigns for like not putting out Oscar content or like not getting nominated, and everyone was like, "Oh, they don't know how to advertise their movies, and they don't know how to promote them." And and uh, what would they call it? Uh, you know, uh, marketing. Get marketing, like not yeah. to marketing, but like I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like like put it's it the in the ass race. kissing fyc stuff yeah right and they don't know how to do that but holy crap they did it this year so they're, mm -hmm. they're making up for lost time on that i think it took the right movie and um i'm one of those people like katie who just i don't use the word special a lot you know doing the whole professional criticism thing where where uh, but this one this one just i'm glad that it's special i'm glad that there's a hype machine for a movie this small i'm glad there's a hype machine for a movie that has lasted this long since april we don't get to see that too often probably the last movie that had something like this that can ride it all the way to the oscars from an early release date was probably nope um no, i'm sorry not nope um get out a couple get of years out. back where you know get out was a february movie where it needed to go on yep. a whole calendar year to stay in kind of the, the lexicon and the too. watering cooler black panther, black panther was though. february that was February true well. but that's a but no one was going to forget about the you know the 1.2 billion dollar movie it's so much easier to forget about sure, sure, a little movie like this so yeah black panther was going nowhere but um but a movie like get out in this could easily get lost in the shuffle their buzz could run out they could you know or like you said the backing and the and the support just isn't there i'm just so happy to see this movie just the windfall just keep coming for it um i feel like even if it's not everyone's five-star perfect movie is what it represents who it represents i feel like it's the right movie for the right time versus some of these other nominees that are there kind of in the top line yeah no i, I totally agree with you on that one um it, it's yeah like, like I said, I, I, I love the stories behind it. Like, this is one of those things. Um, I kind of felt the same way about Nomadland um, in the fact that, like, I was rooting for, um, what's her name? Um, the director, uh, Chloe Zhao. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. if she wins all these Oscars, I couldn't be more happier for that person. I don't think it's the, the best film she's made. Right. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm like, this is not the best thing Michelle Zio's ever done, in my opinion. It's not the best thing. I mean, probably the best thing that Daniels have done. I don't know. But I am just saying, like, I would feel great for anyone who wins as a result of this film because I love the yeah. story behind it. So, 
Well, in second place with nine nominations are two films. Uh, you've got All Quiet on the Western Front, which came out of nowhere. I mean, not a lot of precursor awards buzz in a lot of places, certainly not nine categories worth of places. It, it had gotten some play, of course, in Best International Film and for some of the arts and technical stuff for being the war film that it is. But, uh, and then there's The Banshees Vintage Year, both with nine. And I know Banshee speaks well to one man across the table here. <laughs> well, both of those, I mean... Both of those films are in my uh, my top ten of the year. I mean, Banshees was five, and All Quiet was eight. So, for my top ten, so I mean, I I like those. I don't think it's it's tough. I Banshees. I had called it. I know somebody, one of my good film critic friends. I had called that. I think that it was going to get all four of the acting noms. And someone was like, I don't know if Barry Keegan can get it or Carrie Condon, but I'm glad they did because I, I love those performances. Uh, and I love Colin, Colin Farrell's my favorite performance of the year. And I also love the screenplay. Um, so I, like I said, it's my in my top five. So I, I loved it. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased with that. I, I don't know. Uh, is, is that the one, Don, that you said? What's the one that you said is going to be like the Irishman of it where they're going to, or is that the Fablemans where it's? The Fablemans, yeah. It's going to get We'll like, get to that. 10 day, well yeah that's but uh you know it's gonna get a lot of nominations but not win any i don't know if i mean i think banshees is a lock for the screenplay but i'm not sure i don't think it's gonna win best picture or anything like i i too I, it's between and Farrell will be the one big spot where it could play but uh ladies how did you feel about either one of those films banshees or all quiet on the western front uh i know for me for banshees i actually i think that carrie condon may have a chance at getting best supporting actress mm. now I that's a good story too. Yeah, I uh didn't see that coming that much because I definitely feel like that category is a I don't know, there's just so many it, when we get to the snubs, I feel I've got a list of like 10 actresses that I think could have been in that category. But I thought this was a lock for Angela Bassett, but now again, you know, uh Carrie Condon's winning some awards. So I think this could be a possible uh, this could be a surprise for her. Uh, I do think that Colin, I mean, as I said, Colin is in, you know, one of those top three for actor, but I definitely think it's a lock for uh, best original screenplay. And um, I think it, I think it's a lovely film. I love the fact I love Jenny. I love uh, that uh, when we did the uh, press conference that I got to ask them two questions um, and to hear Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson just rave about each other was just amazing. And um, I I thought this was a um, beautiful film about friendship and, you know, the Civil War going on across the um, pond and the Civil War going um, around in their little town. Lauren, how'd it go for you? Uh, I I enjoyed it. I didn't, like, sing its praises afterwards, like everyone else did. I'm a bigger fan of like in Bruges and seven psychopaths. Um, but I look, Carrie Condon's great. I don't exactly know why she's on there. To be honest, I'm with you. She, I was not watching that movie. I was not watching that movie and was like, man, she is like stealing the show. Like I, to me, if an, if, if that role could be played by someone else, then like I'm not saying mm -hmm. it it should have or could have, but I look at a role and like it wasn't anything for you. me. Like yeah. anyone could have played that role in my opinion, and like I know that that's not I'm not trying to like knock other women. Like that's not what this is intended to do. I just I was shocked to see her on there, given how many other like like Katie said, given how many like other women could have been in this category. I was a little shocked, to be honest. Agreed. Well, while we're yeah. right here, like, I mean, <laughs> while we're right here, like, you're got, you, you ladies are talking about it. This is probably one of the closest races uh, that we've had where not a lot of momentum in any particular direction. You have Stephanie Azua win a, an award or two, then Jimmy Lee Curtis will kind of be there, but then not be there and sometimes maybe get one or not get one. Angela Bassett all of a sudden has got this late surge here in award season. We're recording this on Sunday, February 26th with the SAG Awards tonight, where I feel like that's the last domino to fall in terms of any precursor. What are some of your snubs right here in Best Supporting Actress? Because I feel like that is, the, of the four acting categories, this might be the deepest one. 
Uh, one, I think that Hong, um, and I hate, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Hong Chow, I think was amazing in the whale. And I don't think she's getting yes. enough. Yeah, she's uh, my number one. Here, yeah. I'm glad she's at least getting nominated, but I remember watching that film and coming away and it's like, yeah, Brendan Fraser was great, but why is no one's talking about her performance? Mm-hmm. Like, I know she's so great. <laughs> she was amazing. Yeah, awesome. It's like, oh my God. But um, in this category, like Dolly DeLeon in Triangle of Sadness, Sheila McCarthy, Claire Foy, Jesse yeah, Buckley. Any women talking. talking. Good Nicole one. Good Kidman one. in The Northman. I felt like mm. that was her best performance on screen in 10 years. And I know she got nominated for playing Lucille Ball. I thought The Northman, she did a much better job. Um, I agree. I thought Carrie Mulligan in She Said. I thought Lashana Lynch in The Woman King. And even Gabriel Union in The Inspection. Um, mm. I did mm. some fine work that I'm like, you know... This, I mean, and this is just best supporting actress. Wait till you get to my best actress um, stuff. Where does Tong Wei fit in? Is she a supporting or a best actress for Decision to Leave? Because that's my good question. Um, wherever she goes, that was one of my big ones. Um, I, don't I know bet she falls under supporting. I would yeah. think she falls under supporting because it's kind of a male lead, male led role. She, I mean, not that she doesn't obviously carry the film, but I bet slotting wise they'd put her down there. Yeah, I think, and that's and that's a great pick. I mean that, but boy, I mean you're talking about five, six, seven deep after these five, where by the I'm with I'm with Lauren. By the time you look at Jamie Lee Curtis, by the time you look at Carrie Condon, I see stronger things in other places. Yeah, Dolly DeLeon yeah. is another one that I. I would have I would trade not just for my personal preference, but I would trade Jamie Lee Curtis for Dolly DeLeon any day for that one. So because she was amazing yeah. in Triangle of Sadness. So uh yeah. I okay. personally well, think Michelle Williams should be under supporting agreed? instead. Yeah. Like yep. I yeah, I just I thought she was great in the Fablemans, and I know the Fablemans is is hot or cold for a lot of people, but I thought she was really, really great and like heartbreaking. And did have a lot of layers. And I just, mm-hmm. I would replace probably Jamie or Stephanie, maybe, or maybe yeah. even, Ka- I just, I think, I think it's the wrong, the wrong category for, for her, the main actress. I agree. Yeah. While we're, while we're segueing, let's go right there to Best Actress. Um, This kind of came, these nominations came with a bit of a shocker in terms of, um, uh, some people want to point to representation. Some people also want to point into how, you know, how campaigning is done and how voting is done because uh, everyone made a big tizzy about Andrew Riceboro being here for a very tiny film and a lot of, you know, friend representation in terms of uh, getting Tilsley in here. But, um, and, but we're talking about also a field where a lot of people are getting mad about who's there and who's not. But then we're talking about Michelle Williams, maybe being category fraud to be here and whatnot. Um, handicap kind of this best actress area and how it landed ladies. Uh, well, I watched, uh, two Leslie on the plane back on a trip. And while I do think it's an, I, I think this is a lead actress role. And, uh, I okay. think that Michelle, when everyone keeps saying like, oh, I can't believe, you know, Andrea Riseborough was nominated and all this stuff. It's like, no, I can see why she was nominated, but I don't see yes. why Michelle Williams is in the lead actress category. Mm-hmm. And why yes. are people making more of a stink regarding that? I mean, I think uh again michelle yo kate blanchett it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle between those two and uh i mean anna diarmas i mean we've talked about my thoughts regarding blonde uh but i i mean she gave it her heart and soul but i mean viola davis and woman king emma thompson and good luck to you oh my gosh emma thompson she's on my list for being snubbed yeah um (laughs) mia goth in pearl uh yep. Daniel Deadweiler until even though uh, I haven't seen yes. that, I just don't think that I think everyone is focused on Andrea Riseborough and they really are missing that Michelle Williams, this was not a lead actress Agreed. uh performance. And it should have been like as Lauren said, it should be in supporting. Well, in the I'm with you. Andrea Riseborough thing, I, I'm actually kind of a fan of it. I haven't seen the movie yet, unfortunately, but I'm kind of a fan of it only because I like the idea because I, we all have this issue, whether you have a certain reputation or whether you're a certain studio or a certain film that, 
you know, the Oscars, it has become kind of a who can spend the most money to promote, you know, so obviously true. there's there's some performances that just, you know, uh, hit through the zeitgeist and have to be recognized. But, you know, it's just nice to see a film that no one's ever heard of, you know, and, and a performance oh, yeah. from an actor who's really good, you know, kind yeah. of break through that mega studio thing and I, I love that the oscars were like well, i don't know if this violated our rules because they were just like hey wait a minute how did this little film get through here we should be you know uh you know for whatever reason they they they, they feel like it should be kind of a not obviously a men's club but you know a kind of a, a invitee only kind of club you know where you mm. you pay to play and it was just kind of nice it's a nice story for the, the academy to kind of be a little surprised <laughs> by themselves like oh crap to leslie what what you know, so that was kind of a cool story. I like that story. I feel like people are focusing on Andrea Riseborough and like how the Academy was was exploring into how they were going to campaign in the future and like, you know, change the rules and things. But no one's talking about Bill Nighy, I feel like, having a surprise nomination mm-hmm. for Living. I hadn't even heard of that movie. I didn't realize it was like a remake, but I hadn't even heard of that movie until after he, until just before he was nominated. And yeah. I'm not even sure it was playing in my city. Like now it's playing, but it wasn't playing like during the nominations yeah. or anything. As far as like, yeah. maybe a heart, maybe a Harkins had it, but like, yeah, I, I don't know yeah, why we're not surprised that he was nominated for a movie that also I yeah. feel like has not been discovered. Well, one of yeah, our classic, one of our classic, local, one of the, go ahead, man. I was going to say one of our local, but for me and Lauren, anyway, one of our local film critics over here, Jeff Mitchell, also a guest on the show before. Yeah, he's, been, he's how I found out about it. <laughs> yeah, he, he had been singing the praises for a while, but like even even when I saw it, because I mean, he sees everything. So sometimes he'll you know he'll see something from you know a Cambodian a Cambodian short film, and I'm just like, well, I'll never be able to see that. So well, and he, he talk- also goes to TIFF and things too. Like he'll yeah, go so, to Toronto and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's talked about it for a while, but I'd never really like. Plus, I mean, this is a reputation thing. I love Bill Nighy, and it's a it's another great story because he's kind of been like this, yeah. Uh, at least at least in the mid two thousands, was kind of this unheralded champion of great supporting roles, be it you know Love Actually, Shaun of the Dead, you know whatever, and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, whatever. And it's just nice to see him get some recognition. It kind of reminds me of uh, this is the perfect example because I can never remember his his fucking name, but. Um, What's uh what's the guy's name uh that was uh, for um God I can't remember the movie it was it's the one with um oh my God the one about the woman this is who's great faking, podcast faking the stuff, letters the, the one who's doing the fake letters the fake the fake novels that narrows the it fake... down no it's it's oh, uh, Melissa McCarthy no, Richard Richard, Richard, Richard Jones Grant. Richard, e. Richard Grant. Grant that's it this yeah. kind of feels like uh, a Richard E Grant nomination where it's yes. like hey Bill Knight he's one of those guys that you see in all these movies right. that does a great job and now he's getting a nomination it's kind of cool he's not going to win but yeah. it's kind of cool right and um to like going over to like where again I'll point to SAG tonight like Nighy is in that SAG field so it's not just the Oscars but his own brethren kind of respect him enough where he's yeah right he's that classic beloved co-star character actor who gets a nice plum lead part might not be a big role that people have seen but it, it to see his peers represent him in that kind of way. Um, SAG tonight has Adam Sandler in hustle in the Paul Mescal spot. So there are some people who probably are, you know, hovering around this field where normally I, I feel like every year male lead actor is always a deep one, but this is like, we've talked about this where there's a big three and then a big drop off of who you want to have here. Well, Katie, yeah. you seem to be the, you seem to be the queen of snubs in the list who could have made this field other than Sandler. Uh, well, actually, Sandler's on my list. I, again, mm-hmm. for the inspection, put Jeremy Pope because I thought oh, that was a talking. fantastic performance that was overlooked. And I put Mark Rylance for the outfit. Oh, he put to me, he plays the same character every time. Thank you. Yeah, I know we're going to get Lauren on here because she's on the Sylvester Stallone bandwagon on this one. Fuck Mark I am, I'm just saying he play. I was like, what am, I, am I watching Bridge of Spies again? Like he's playing the yep. same guy, oh, and yeah. he yes. does it well. He does it well, but uh, Justice he's for the same guy. Justice <laughs> for Mark Rylance, fuck you forever, Katie. I, I mean, Katie, it's been nice. 
It's been nice to have you on the show, but you can't come back anymore. Fuck Mark Rylance. <laughs> <Ryland. laughs> I'm sorry. How about Rylance on this podcast? How about how about Ray, how about Ray Fiennes from the menu? I also put Mark Rylance down as my best supporting oh. actor for Bones and All because I oh, you did not play here. the same character they always play in Bones and been All. You have to never admit, again, you have Katie. To admit that. Okay, he does Enjoy play. He does play a different character in Bones and All. I just that movie okay. is just underwhelming in every way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, honestly, I couldn't even finish Bridge of Spies. Like, I tried to watch that three yeah. times at the Oscars, and I kept falling asleep. And I'm like, God damn it, Steven good. Spielberg. I don't know why. I don't blame you. It's good so recovery. It's- good recovery, yeah. Katie. Yeah. You're welcome back again. True okay. story. As long as Will says not so. finish it. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, and forgive my lack of uh, research on this because I don't know which one is which, but. Whoever like the best friend was in All Quiet on the Western Front, the guy with the mustache, ah. that guy was amazing. Oh. I think I think that was Albrich Shush. Oh yeah, I think, I think that was his okay. name. Uh, if if I'm thinking of the right guy, I hope. Uh, I hope I didn't just like praise one actor over another. But uh, you know, the kind of the best friend guy in All Quiet on the Western Front, like I, I was so like just enamored with his. It takes a special kind of performance, mm-hmm. especially in something so depressing and so bleak. Yeah. Like, and when you're kind of in the eyes of the main character, which I think was played by Felix Kammerer, I don't know how to pronounce it in German, but, you know, like for him to see someone that you can identify with and feel comfort with in this bleakness, that's a hell of a performance because whenever right. he was on the screen, be it in a foxhole or there's a scene where the two guys are like taking a dump, having a conversation. Like it was just so comforting to see that presence. And then it also makes the ending so much more uh, devastating. So mm. I, I like that guy a lot. Look at, you, you guys- look at you. Look at you folks. Segue perfectly. Stay right here in best supporting actor. Keep it going, Lauren. Oh, perfect. Have you guys seen, did you guys ever watch men? The Alex Garland. The, uh, no, yes, I, I can't believe I haven't because I'm an Alex Garland super fan. So, oh my so god, the the movie I I I didn't like. I mean, I liked it, but it didn't like blow me away. But Rory Kinnear, yes, mm. like I hate to I hate to spoil it, but I kind of have to a little bit because Rory Kinnear plays one, two, three, at least three, maybe four characters in that movie six um six yeah damn he plays so yeah (laughs) oh he's the okay yeah so he plays at least six men in that movie kind of like mia goth and x um and each one is represents something different in like masculinity and things so it's not exactly like a nuanced performance but I don't know. I thought to play six different men <laughs> in yeah. one movie, uh, that was, I was impressed by him. I always well, thought he's a good actor. Yeah. Considering yeah. that probably his most high profile roles before that was guy in back that says Bond is on, has gone rogue again. Like that was pretty much his, <laughs> his, you know, like contribution to cinema at that point. So it's nice to have, have him have a chance to, you know, uh, go out there and, I know I know exactly I know exactly what spot he should take in this field and that's where Judd Hirsch was for the Fablements too small too slight of a role compared to everybody else he's great I love his stuff in the movie but yeah but too small too slight compared to the depth that is there in the other four nominees and other ones we're talking about snub wise how do you feel about Nicholas Holt from the menu Nope. Mm-hmm. Say also um, played same character. Never. I would not. I like. Ray, I mean, if we're talking about supporting actor, I mean, I, I think Ray yeah. Fiennes would be better for the menu. Okay. Personally. Would he be a lead Fair. more in the supporting? No, I'd say because it's more about uh, what's her name, Anna Taylor Joy, and and yeah. Nicholas Holt. And I think. Ah, uh, gotcha, uh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. And I would disagree um, I, regarding Judd Hirsch because I felt like he gave that dynamite that the film needed. Like I felt like. It oh was no! Just, it's, it's helpful. Yeah. yeah. And it's a Judy Dench performance. It is. It's very love. It's very yeah. Short. I really, I really liked so him. Memorable. In it. And I mean, and, and I personally, if I if I'm going to go on this Fablemans, because as you guys all know, I'm a Fablemans stan. It's my second mm-hmm. favorite movie of the year. If mm-hmm. if the if the gods were right in the world, even though it was only about a five minute performance, let's give David Lynch best supporting actor for playing John Ford at the end of the Fablemans because that 
performance was incredible in my opinion it was hilarious and i laughed and i I thought it was great that I'm being serious too. So yeah, no, I loved it too. No, I loved it too. And you're right. I mean, he kind of added this, a different, but similar type of levity or like injected a lot of like energy into a mm-hmm. film that, that I think did need it in places. Right. I, and I would, I, I would argue with his effect that, Oh no. No, I'll take. Judd I do. I thought that he and Judd Hirsch actually gave the most standout performances. Who was oh, it? Maybe Judd and him. Uh, Seth Rogen. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I can't go with Seth. Oh, I, I liked him. No. But I really, hey, liked I liked him. him. But best supporting actor, top five of the year, no way. I actually, I think close. you know, I actually thought Seth other Rogen. Things. I think Seth Rogen has had great performances in the past in dramas. Like yeah. I thought he was really great in Steve Jobs, actually, because he actually went toe to toe with Fassbender in a scene, and I was like, holy shit, Seth mm-hmm. Rogen can act. Uh, but uh, I actually, I, I also think in the best actor, like uh, Gabriel LaBelle was awesome. And I don't think anyone's given him any love at all. I thought he was fantastic. They kind of uh, discount the youth there. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he was, he really, I mean, he has to carry the film. So I mean, truly, it's, it's great. Great performance. No, if uh, we're talking about people who can add levity and impact, but do it for a whole movie and not just a scene or two. I'm so happy Brian Tyree Henry is here from Causeway. That's the ah, kind of true. that's the kind of presence you need where a true supporting actor who can do it all movie long um and add and be a compliment to where the movie's going. I'll take I'll take a guy like that to and of course you already have that with Ki Hu Kwan. Brendan Gleason is amazing. To me, Judd and Barry are the the two slightest places in this field where I don't need a double to cancel out Brendan in terms of Barry and then Judd I can take her. So I, I got another kind of out of left field one, but I've always been kind of batting for this, you know, uh, rooting for this pitcher, but I really liked the nuanced performance of Idris Elba in 3000 years of longing. I thought he was really intriguing and sad and like, he just had a lot of layers that I haven't seen from him in a long time. Now that he's kind of become a more of a mainstream actor. And I I really enjoyed that performance uh, as well. I was, I I was trying to figure out where that movie would go because that Mm. is definitely one of my top movies of last year. But I was trying to think like, well, you know, Tilda Swinton's always great, but she was, you know, f- fine in this. Like, I don't think she necessarily, yeah. you know, and then I was like, is it Idris? I don't know. Like, maybe it's the way the story was. Maybe it should be under like screenplay and like makeup, like production design, like things mm. like that. Like, I think it's a more technical movie. Um, right. But I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I would love to see that movie nominated in some way <laughs> i would have loved yeah, that it's, it's i loved it and i love that it's like my number yeah. four of the year so yeah. katie i had katie, what's, um, what snubs are we missing here yeah um i had brad pitt for babylon eddie redmayne mm. for the good nurse and colin farrell for the batman Ooh. And, Ooh. how do we Man. feel yeah. how do we feel about paul dano more than judd hirsch here now no, no. Yeah, I agree. I'm just, I had to ask. I had to ask. Okay, I okay. don't know. Well, I really liked, I really like Paul Dano, but no, I, I like him. I like I him. Love I've, Paul mm-hmm. Dano. I've been just, lucky enough to have met him. Actually, I saw him in Broadway with Ethan Hawke and he's a very I shy love. person. So it's, it's, it's nice to see those shyer, like, <laughs> you guys have these big outlandish performances, but, um, um yeah. I, I, I just, I I'm feel 50, like with 50. the penguin. I feel like with the penguin, he's just doing kind of it's just like a mob kind of a over exaggerated mob guy. Like, yeah, hey, what are you doing here? It's a bat. You know, like it's like, okay, all right, well. I know I mean, there's thousands of performances like that, that. There's nothing about him that if I didn't know that was Colin Farrell, I would not know that was Colin Farrell. That's true. Mm-hmm. But is that more of the is that more of like the makeup heavy lifting than the acting? I mean, True. we can say the same yeah. and voice like you can do you can do that with the makeup. But if the voice is still the same, it's not. I mean, True. nothing about that um, was yeah. like anything that I've ever seen him do before. That's interesting. That's a good point. And, I mean, I, enjoy, I enjoyed him in that movie. Don't get me wrong. I thought he was one of the best parts of that movie. But uh, and this might be more of a best actor thing. I'm not I, it's hard to kind of tell like what's considered supporting. Like when you look at Brendan, okay. but, you know, not Colin. And then you look at like Judd Hirsch and like, I don't know, but I yeah. thought Jonathan Majors in Devotion now we're was talking. excellent. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's just a matter of time for him, to be honest, like given Creed yeah. 3, given Magazine Dreams coming out. Like, I think it's just mm-hmm. a matter of time for him. But he was so great in devotion. And honestly, so was, um, oh, the Top Gun kid. Glenn, uh, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Um, but so, yeah, I don't know. I thought... The Top Gun kid, he's like 33 years old. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he's got kind of a baby face, but I don't, I would have liked to have seen it's like Jonathan devils. Majors on here, or I, again, I don't know where you would put him. And that's why I'm in honestly. Lead. Kind of, yeah, it, yeah, but that's top five yeah. in best actor. Like, is so I, stacked. I'm honestly, I'm honestly pro expanding the categories. If you're going to have 10 best pictures, Ooh. I think you should increase. And- the big the big ones like actor yeah. actress director like i, I think, think if you're gonna have 10 here, yeah. here's here's a way to honor that without quote unquote diluting the nomination pool yeah. which we've talked about they should have an ensemble cast like the sag does like they should I have agree. an ensemble okay. cast and have the five best casts because yeah. yeah there's a lot of projects out there that yeah. have great casts where no one does enough heavy lifting to like mm-hmm. necessarily quote unquote earn an acting award, but they're part of the ensemble that sells the piece. So yeah. like glass you know, onion, like glass like, onion. Yeah. Glass onion talking. would be great. Yeah. Yeah. When talking. talking, you know, I mean, and I go back to this and of course I'm going to go back to it, but like, you know, the black Panther cast won the SAG award for ensemble. There wasn't, I mean, there could be arguments about Michael B. Jordan in that movie, but that mm-hmm. is definitely an ensemble film that deserves something yeah. from the acting, even though no one necessarily was the yeah. man or the, you know, even though it's called mm-hmm. black Panther, but you know, I think they should add, not only should they add stunts, but they should also add an yes. ensemble cast. I like that, that. I think that would help because then you're getting people like you're getting those, journeyman and like ham and eggers getting an oscar because at mm-hmm. the sags they give it to everybody right that's named in the cast yeah the so, producers will submit a roster that they feel is their core and you see some situations where they only submit maybe four or five and then you see some where it's eight or ten depending on kind of that that uh ensemble i should look up tonight somebody tonight has like a very short list i want to say still, it's like um it's like banshees real- banshees only listed like the four not the old lady witch, not the bar owner, not the lady in the shop. It was just the four. And then you get and, to and women so, talking and it's eight, nine deep, you know? But then I and feel like you're still getting the same old movies. You're going to get everything everywhere all at once for best ensemble. You're going to get Banshees uh, for best ensemble. Yeah, you, you could. They love, to you pad could. Those, they love to pad those stats. It's true. You could, but yeah. I think some would sneak in there. Here's like a here's like a case in point. Like for a film that I don't think was well received, like I gave it like three and a half, like something like Babylon. I think Katie just mentioned Brad mm. Pitt in Babylon. I yes. think first Pitt, tonight. I think you know Brad Pitt deserves some kind of recognition for being a part of that movie. I don't think it's his best performance. I don't even think it's his no. best performance of the year because I was a big Bullet Train fan, so I thought it was hilarious <laughs> in that. But you know, like you you have somebody like that or. You know, the menu, that's another Hong Chow, like before she was in The Whale. I mean, she's yeah. she's kind of like this great supporting piece. Um, I don't know. It, I, I feel like the, the, the possibilities there are so much greater for honoring great stories and great actors without necessarily having to go through that machine of uh, – oh, and another one. For example, here, here's the benefit to the everything everywhere all at once. Guess who would get an Oscar for that ensemble? James, James Hong. Hong. Yes, who, does, right. who has been like yeah. a, for fifty years has been like one of the mainstays of Hollywood. Is he ever going to get a Best Actor nomination? Probably never, and he's getting old, and it probably will never happen. But now mm-hmm. he would get some kind of recognition for the work that he does because he is a strong part of that ensemble. Like I got to tell when I took my daughter to see that movie, I was like, "Holy shit, that's James Hong!" And she's like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "Just trust me." Like you know, it's, <laughs> this yeah. is James Hong. Like okay. you know what I mean? Like. So, you know, there are benefits to those films getting it because I think there are a lot of uh, – here's another one from Babylon. Like, Jean Smart, to me, was phenomenal. Yeah. She had one Oscar-worthy speech in Babylon. Now, yeah. was it enough to get her a nomination? Clearly not. But well, It got Judd Hirsch a nomination. <laughs> well, but that's well, – yeah. whatever. But the point is, is that know. she would be recognized, you know, probably, or – and there are definitely specific films. I mean, if we had that ensemble thing, Lord of the Rings would have swept it all three years. I mean, because I no one so. was getting nominated from that. So I think there there would be chances for things to slip in that are a, a little bit different than the, uh, what do you call it, the necessary yeah. 
the ones that are okay. going to dominate the awards. Sure. I, I, but I, and I think even inside those, you get a silver lining for it. Yeah. You know, how do you feel about that, okay. ladies? I Go agree ahead, with that because I mean, just like. Uh, as I mentioned with women talking, how there's like four people that I think could be nominated because you have so many, they cross each other out. And I think that would be one that, and um, as people were saying about all quiet on the Western front, like I may not know these guys' names, but I mean, they work so well together that that would be a beautiful ensemble um, category to be nominated in. So yeah, no, I think ensemble category would definitely be a benefit to the Oscars. Okay. okay. North, North, hey, before North would fit in there, Northman would fit yeah, it in would. there. Yeah. Um, I think um like I said, Babylon before I had something else in there, but I lost it. But go ahead. Uh, no, you're good. No, I uh, guess not. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Lauren. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say, I guess my main my main point is like we have so much more content than we had 10 and 20 and 30 years ago that keeping it so limited without at least expanding or at least adding new categories like it, you know because you've got apple tv you've got netflix you've got hulu you've mm -hmm. got uh, you know and then all the major studios and then all the like little ones like a24 and neon like uh, th we have so much content now that yeah to keep it if you're going if you're going to expand to 10 best pictures but then only pick five performances and you're not going to like expand any category or add yeah. categories like i i just i just think it's antiquated and just something needs I, to change that's all agreed. i, I agreed. see both sides i see both sides where when it's only five it makes it really exclusive and therefore then special but at the same time it also can be you know limiting in terms of when you only have that size. Um, I guess um, before I, I'm going to do a break here quick before we switch from acting nominees to the rest of the field for the last 18 minutes of the show. But um, do you feel like this is a place where they should take a page from the Golden Globes of all places and finally do that division between comedy and drama and double your acting categories? Well, that's a sketchy place. I only like that because I feel that for the longest time, so many genres are ignored by the Academy. So mm -hmm. I like it only because I think there's an opportunity for people to get like recognized for performances that normally wouldn't because it's an open, it's a more open field now because you've separated it into drama and comedy. And I mean, you know, because we've been talking about it and Katie would agree with me for years that, you know, some of the best performances the last couple of years have been horror films, but no one's going to give them, Amen. Uh, you know, the love about it. And the fact Free. that we are, you know, the fact that we're talking about, you know, Angela Bassett, you know, is, is getting like, you know, other than the Joker, you know, it's, this is pretty much the first non super famous. I mean, that I can think of, you know, everyone knows who the Joker is, but you know, no one knows who Queen Ramunda is, I guess, in terms of like, you know, the popular zeitgeist. So it's it's nice that someone from like a genre film is getting nominated, but like, you know, it's the first and it's it's 2023, you know, so there's been plenty of great performances out there in genre films that deserve to be recognized. And maybe that would give it a shot. I don't know. Katie, what are your My, kind of closing thoughts okay. on acting here? Um, Closing thoughts on acting. I Just I mean, this has yeah. been one hell of a year for women. Like, uh, seriously, I am just beyond the numbers of snubs that you can put in for either best actress or best supporting. I think that it, uh, there's a number of ones that, um, could have been, I mean, you really, I think there's a stretch for best supporting actor and best actor that, um, they may have missed on, but I think, you know, women led the race here. Like this, this was yeah. a, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to go wrong. There's just so many performances that were award-worthy that were just absolutely monumental this year in the female categories. And it's about damn time because I know there were some years back where it's like I was like stretching to get like five. And it's nice that there's like 15 in some categories. It's like, uh, how to narrow this down. But um, as far as doing the comedy and all that stuff, whenever I think of the Golden Globes, I think of the tourist and the bullshit that went on with yeah. that. And it's, it's true. That's it's kind of thing down. that I, 
I understand what you're saying. And I think that would be great, but I just, I don't know. The golden globe just puts a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and I feel like an Oscar field of 10 would do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I it don't just, know. I reaching. feel like it would, it would expand potentially do, the, like when the, would, you know, actors yeah. of color, um, I mean, I am curious as we increase with like LGBTQ plus actors, I mean, where are they supposed to go? Um, True. so I mean, someone had brought up like yeah. expanding the actor category, but like making it one winner and you just list every, but I don't know. I don't know what yeah, the I've answer is. I've seen that is. done too, where you take, remove genders, but then, then you yeah. really limit it. You know, no, I know. I, I so I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the future yeah. brings. I, I'd be okay with 10. I'd be okay with 10 if they did Ooh. that. If they if they took away the genders, yeah, then, you, know, but, you know, you're gonna get a year where someone's like, Why are there seven men and three women? It people are gonna yeah. piss on it. They will, immediately I know, but piss right on now it. it's like there are five white white men in a leading yeah. role, and I just, I, I don't know, I just. Something needs to to change, but you know the Martian is not a goddamn comedy. So then, when you're getting <laughs> into like, you yeah. know, and comedy and musicals are always lumped together, which drives me crazy. So it's like, where would Elvis go? Elvis was a drama. Babylon was a drama. It wasn't a musical, but Elvis and Babylon right. share enough similarities where you could like group them together. I guess I just Banshees of Inisherin like was kind of funny, but like That's I did a, not. That would be a comedy. Find it would be, but it was not Jesus. as funny to me as to other people. I don't no, know. But they I, would, you bring up a good they point. Would do it, <laughs> yeah. But they would take advantage of the lack of comedy yeah. and then rape. You know what I mean? Right. Or because there was one funny part or something, or like the Fablemans is com like everywhere, everything all at once is a comedy. Yeah. I don't know. Everything everywhere all at once to me is not a, That's a comedy. I, mean, too. I don't know. It's yeah. a comedy drama to me. I don't know. I don't know. Well, here. I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have an answer. <laughs> All right, well, that's like let me do this. Let me do this. Let me take our non-answers. Let me do a quick read because we're supposed to do one read a show. Um, when we come back, we'll have about 10 minutes left to kind of do snubs all over the rest of the field. Let's save best picture and best director for the second show. All right, so hold on to your quick second. Uh, hang tight and please enjoy this short announcement from the Ruminations Radio Network. All right, we're back for the final 10 minutes. Hit it, everybody. Uh, animated feature film real quick. I loved Apollo 10 and a half. A Space uh -huh. Age Childhood, the Excellent Richard choice. Linklater movie that just like dropped on Netflix out of nowhere and got like no. Pri I think it did play in a couple of theaters, so it would be eligible. I would like to it have got seen disqualified. That. I think actually, I think it was oh, disqualified it from the animated. I don't know why. I don't know if it was the rotoscoping or what. But, but that's still mm, rotoscoping is stupid. animation. Like that's exactly. the problem. When you get people. Don't yell at me. I just <laughs> give it to the news. I took I'm, an animation class in college and we talked about rotoscoping with like the Betty Boop cartoons and things. No one would at, like, right. that's very here, frustrating. Here, <laughs> here's the yell at them. Here, yell at them. Don't yell at me. Here, here's the rejection <laughs> statement. Here's the rejection statement. Uh, the Academy's disqualification at Apollo 10 and a half seems to hinge on the requirement that a narrative animated film must have a significant number of the major characters animated. Uh, and that's where they stop at the quote there. Could be mistaken for live action. Like, oh, so you're rewarding it no. for having really good rotoscoping. It's so good. <laughs> I, any, anybody watch that movie and go, oh, yeah, that's a human. No, it's animated. No, it's, I'm right it's there with animation. I'm and I I'm would real. have liked to have seen that in yeah. there. Ah! Um, I'm a guy. <laughs> I'm a guy where um, I'm a big fan, at least in the arts and technical side of two movies that didn't get a lot of representation. And I'll just kind of hit him and move on. Um, the Northman having no Oscar nominations. Yes. It's silly yes. when it comes to production design, costume, sound, um, even a little bit of visual effects compared to some of these other things here. Cinematography. Yes, um, that's a yes, place where yes. I feel like as an arts and technical juggernaut, it should have been there. Another one is the your Batman. second one? Well, oh, uh, the Batman. Mind. Yeah, I know. Uh, but the Batman for uh, cinematography uh, score should have yes. a few more spots than it does. That I Michael thought you Giacchino were going to go with something else. I thought you were going to go with something else. For what was I going to say? Uh, nope. No, nope. not at all. Doesn't deserve to be there. A billowing <laughs> sheet of silk. No, thank you. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I didn't love. I didn't love. Nope. My husband not did though. It's okay, so. I don't love you. Screenplay. So. <laughs> Maybe I, I'll put um. I'll like put screenplay nope, and Steve Yoon up there, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought the way that that was shot at very, very Spielbergian with not revealing the creature. 
yep. the, the wide Western like style angles of all the valleys and everything. I just thought it was yeah. a gorgeous, gorgeous film. That then let's got- replace Ruben Ostland then because triangle of Thank sadness you. has no place in this ceremony whatsoever. Hey, we're, we're talking about technical <laughs> first off to address your first point. Shut up. Second, what? you're wrong. Third, we're talking about technical stuff. Now, trust me, I would give nope everything. You guys know that, but we're not talking about we're talking about the visual effects and cinematography. That's all we're, yeah. we're talking. Okay, and well, that, we had we only yeah. barely talked about best director. That's the only. That's why I was just uh, okay, saving gotcha. for next show. If save you wanted to one. put nope in there, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, no, I would, but I know that a lot of people would not, and that's fine. Yeah. So. That cinematography field is really weak. Like I know, all quiet kind of swept in there, and Elvis deserves to be there, but then kind of that's there's a big drop off with Bardo out of nowhere, Empire of Light, just because it's Deacons and Tar is a nice movie, but I can name five better films shot than Tar, Empire of Light, and Bardo. Where that's a weird oh, little field. One of them yeah. is called Nope. One of them is Babylon. Fine. I know. Nope. One of them is Babylon. I didn't go with Maverick. Get damn right, Northman. Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, I go with Talk Maverick. Maverick. Sure. Yeah. I'd even do um, Blonde. Shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. I had to try. Makeup yeah, and hairstyle. I throw a little blonde yeah. in there. I did. Um, but no, um, other snubs in other places, things we were rooting for, things that didn't make it. R. RRR. Now yeah. we're talking. Warren, this is yep. one of our friends. And we say it exactly the same time. <laughs> Sorry, we should, yeah, we go one, two, three. RRR. RRR. <laughs> now, ladies, where would you where would you put it? Obviously, it's in there for best song, but nowhere else. Where should it go? I thought it should have uh, been nominated for best uh, picture. And yeah, absolutely best picture. Uh, possibly even. One of those well, boys is actor, right? I what mean, about effects? Right there. Visual, this effects? visual effects. Visual I effects. I would. Uh, yeah. Sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the sound. Production design. Editing. I mean, it had it went everywhere. Yeah. It had jungle. It had castle. It had you know. I like, agree. I mean, it was everywhere. And practical um, most of the time. Well, yeah. I mean, exactly. You yeah. Have this film where it's like goes to the like almost absurd, and yet I'm with it. Like the fact that there's a guy on another guy's shoulders that are beating mm-hmm. the shit out of people, and I should be <laughs> laughing my ass off, and yet, yeah, I'm with it. Like you get him. Like what is this film? Like what is going on? I mean, it was amazing. And God, if any if any of you guys have seen it in the theater, it is just mm-hmm. an out of Coming it's back. like an out of body experience. Like it's honestly, so yeah. it is amazing. But That's no, my goal our, is I to catch I, it in theaters. So I'm I believe next weekend no one coming is back. Saying, yeah. uh, decision to leave. Personally, that was not yes. one of my favorite films, but I know a number ah. of people thought it was great. Top four. I haven't, I I haven't it. seen it. I haven't seen it, unfortunately. So I've Absolutely. I've abstained from. Uh, That's another cinematography one too that you could throw definitely. in there because editing, mm-hmm. just gorgeous. Um, yeah, there's yeah. some good stuff there. I thought Corsage um, was actually really good and. Vicky, I forget her last name, who I'm not necessarily Creeps. a big fan Cre- of. That Creeps? was in Phantom Creeps? Thread. Creeps, yeah. Yes. Creeps? Creeps. From Phantom um, Thread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was in Phantom Thread and um, Old. Oh. I wasn't a big fan of her acting before this. And she was fantastic. I think production design, uh, direction, her acting, the wardrobe, like that, I feel like is a film that was majorly overlooked. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I'm as anyone surprised in any way, like um, I know the big hitter is like the the public big hitter is Top Gun Maverick and Avatar The Way of Water, where they reasonably represented in the little fields they should have been. I know we all talked about cinematography and Top Gun, but oh, like, easily I know one Tom of the best Cruise adapted knocks- screenplays of all time. It's a silly the one. adapted like screenplay there, yeah. of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> like, hey, okay. you can say oh, the same thing from the source novel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. yeah, same thing. With, same thing with Glass Onion. To me, those are two films that just because of their roots. I'm not saying they don't have good scripts, but they don't belong there. You can give those two spots to somebody else. Mm. I think I director, agree. you could replace with James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I put a little SS Raj in director too, you know? I don't know. I feel like director, I really wanted Sarah Polly for women talking yeah, in that sure, spot yeah. to replace. That's too. the only best feature, like best picture nominee I haven't seen. So that's why I also haven't <laughs> okay. been able to chime in. It's the only one I haven't, okay. I've, I've haven't seen. Me too. So. I just don't want to buy it yet. I don't want to buy it. And I haven't had no. time to go to the don't theater because, so. yeah, because it's, yeah. The only option right now on Amazon is to buy it. So yeah, it's like, to buy, yeah. Because if I love it, great. But if I don't, then I have women talking for the rest of my life. So exactly. Um, I don't know if I, I want I, that. I, but. I, I, I mean, Charlotte Wells did a great job with After Sun. Yep. I don't know if she's. I mean, I know Paul Mescal. It's but hard. I don't Those know are the little things. Yeah. I do agree with you there, actually, Katie. I do think that she should have been in the conversation for like director or like cinematography for that movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think the cinematography was overlooked. I love there's certain aspects of it where it's like, okay, I don't know why. Oh, you know what? No, I understand why she's taking this shot because it's reflection and stuff. I mean, it's a beautiful film, and I also think that it should be it should have been nominated for uh, best original screenplay. And I think Gina uh, Prince Blythewood Bithwood for the mm -hmm. Woman King yeah. should have been. Right. Um, up there in consideration for best director yeah. too. I mean, I'm I, a devotion I, I, guy. Where JD Deller, you know, I'm. There's a lot there. Devotion what about okay. uh, what about Lauren and Katie's favorite movie, Armageddon Time? <laughs> oh, I have oh, Katie's the only one who wa I have not had time to watch it. I've been oh. watching creature features. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Skip. Yeah. I must <laughs> have uh, I must have read the the uh, the group chat wrong. Sorry, <laughs> but somebody no, was like, I mean, oof. I kind of was yeah. avoiding it just because it didn't get nominated for anything. So yeah. I was like, people are going to yeah. forget about that Save movie by that. next yeah. year. So like, I'll wait, they I'll save have. my time. But As I'm, I don't know. It hasn't right. been well, mentioned. So <laughs> no, right, we, all we, just have to, we all just have to hold on because whoever the stunt woman that played Megan is going to get the nomination <laughs> next year. And that's what we're really <laughs> waiting for. <laughs> all right. Yeah. On that note. Time, Armageddon time sucked. Um, and <laughs> okay, well, here. Good. Uh, okay. On that note, we got to wrap up one show to get to the second. Let's save director picture and a few more wider ideas and some of the special awards that are out there for the next show. Will take us out. Lauren and Katie, tell us where to find you folks first, social media wise. Uh, you can find uh, Katie Glidewell on the Blonde in Front on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and then I am. Recording with Radio of Horror and Postmortem Radio. And you can find me, Lauren Knight, on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter at That Movie Is Fine. And you can also follow the That Movie Is Fine, the podcast, on Instagram at That Movie Is Fine Podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of great guests on that show. Um, I think yeah, uh, wish, me, wish and Don, me and Don uh, have Shit. really enjoyed our guest Katie. appearances on that show. We're Has working Katie on been there? my no. goodness. We're only 16 <laughs> episodes <laughs> in. We're 100. Uh, yeah, we're 100. Get, get with the big boys. Uh, no, um, no. I uh, And before I get canceled by the audience out there, I was just kidding when I told Lauren to shut up. Trust me. <laughs> I would never tell Lauren to shut up in real life because she would kick the shit out of me. So hey, yeah, relax. Keep it, keep it to fuck Mark Rylance and we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. When, I, when I told when we kicked Katie off the show for that, that was legit. But not, when I told that Lauren was legit. to shut up, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, because Mitch is going to kill us if we don't finish this in exactly thirty seconds, follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit, on Facebook at Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, and Instagram at Cinephile Fits. Find me and Don on Letterboxd to check out our film reviews and ratings. Endless. We are also on Rotten Tomatoes and are charter members of the Independent Film Critics of America. Thank you so much for your loyal listenership in our tussles and for connecting with us on social media. Cinephile Hissy Fits is uh, Cinephile Hissy Fit is a Ruminations Radio Network podcast sponsored by Film Obsessive and 25YL Media. If you enjoyed this show, the Ruminations Radio Network has more excellent programming with stellar hosts and spirited topics. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our show and others on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Welcome to the Cinephile History Fit Podcast, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network and sponsored by Film Obsessive. This is the tirade film movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shinian. I, you did well. He's going to have
Sam William and Drew Johnson. You can't. Uh, I, I had a fancy. It's the Oscars. I was being fancy. I was like, I am William Henry Johnson the third, and and then you muted me because. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you were there was like. I'm gonna slap back you back. now. No, no, no. Here, I'm gonna start the whole thing again. Okay, hold on. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Riddles are known for slapping people. For so we're gonna yeah, do that. See, save those jokes for the show. All right. I'll tell Mitch one minute. We start again. Okay. <laughs>